I have an amazing guest on today. Stay with us. And good morning. Welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I am Ken Walls and I'm your host and I am pretty darn excited about who I have on today. Um, this, this woman, I came across her path from my buddy Brian Hess told me about her and I was just completely blown away. So much so that I got my wife on a meeting with her and invited her to be on the show I think you guys are going to be blown away. So I'd like to welcome my new friend, Ashley Weaver, to the show. Ashley, yeah. <laughs> There's some confusion because I just got married, so I'm switching from Ashley Ingot to Weaver. Anyways, I'm Ashley Weaver now. So <laughs> Ashley Weaver. Um, yeah. But it is Ingot Weaver. Right. Yes. Okay. So eventually it'll be fully just Ashley Weaver. Okay. So, so Ashley, I, I, you know, what you've accomplished in your so far few years on this planet compared to, to me at least, um, like it's amazing what you've done. And, you know, I know that you've had some challenges and, and, you know, that's what this show is about. Like, how do you have challenges and break through and, and achieve what you've achieved. So let's start with you sharing with everyone where you were born and raised. So I was born in North Dakota, Minot. Um, so if you know where that is, it's about 30 minutes from the border of Canada. Um, after being born in North Dakota, about three months later, we moved to Pakistan. Then it was like really a lot of hopping around. We went from Pakistan, Philippines, Venezuela, Mexico, back to Venezuela, Paris, France, Texas, Oklahoma, China. Uh, did, briefly went to Spain. And then now I am in Texas. So it's been a lot of different. Um, I've lived a lot of different places. I'm not really from anywhere, but I guess I mostly consider myself from Colorado because I lived there the longest. Wow. Did you say Pakistan and China? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so China was actually one of my favorite com uh, countries to live in. I loved it there. That was when I was in eighth and ninth grade. And it was just, it was a lot of fun. Um, really? Pakistan, honestly, I don't remember Pakistan at all. I was three months old to about a year. Um, but my mom tells me stories. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So China, like, did you say, so did you learn Chinese? I tried, um, <laughs> not very well. I was in level two Chinese when I left China. So I knew, I mean, it is hard. You are learning the character, the opinion, the definition, the tones, they have intonations. There's a lot to learn for like one Chinese word. So it's really slow going and I had the worst accent. No Chinese person could understand me. Yeah. Did, and did it did it stop there? Did you did you say oh, that's it? I'm no I'm not learning any more Chinese. Yeah, once we moved, I kind of thought, you know what? It's better just to focus on my Spanish. I'll just keep my English and Spanish, and that's it. Chinese is going to take me four or five years to be even, you know, conversational at it. <laughs> wow, wow. Well, um, so so you where so where'd you end up finishing school? Where like, so I went to Oklahoma State. Well, I went to high school in Colorado near Denver. It's a city okay. called Centennial. And okay. then I went to college at Oklahoma State. So you went from Denver or Colorado to Oklahoma? Right. So I had oh lived previously in Oklahoma and I had no idea where I wanted to go to college. Uh, so I just toured like six or seven different colleges and I really loved Oklahoma State. And they just had such a good warm feeling and so friendly that yeah. I said, I think this is it. This is the school that I want to go to. My gosh. So you ended up going to um, <laughs> Oklahoma, which like, 
I've driven through Oklahoma and I remember my wife, we were, we were moving back to Ohio from Vegas. So we kind of went through the upper part of Texas and up through Oklahoma, headed back to Ohio. And it like, I had always heard about these storms in Oklahoma and we hit one. Yeah. It, hit yeah. it was yeah. unbelievable. Like I've never <laughs> seen a storm like that. It was insane. So, yeah. so you, here you are in, in, in Oklahoma going to cotton. Now was your, your family with you or you just moved from Colorado to Oklahoma? Yeah, I just went. Um, I mean, wow. I had moved so many times at that point. I mean, it was still scary for sure. That was yeah. the furthest I had been away from home where home I consider is where my parents are. Um, yeah. I don't really have like a true home um, where I grew up my whole life. So it was still scary moving that far away, but I just figured, you know, this is what I need to do. It'll work itself out somehow. Wow. So you went to college at Oklahoma state and what did you study there? And that's where I majored in mechanical engineering. So that you, was, you, you fit the exact mold for a mechanical engineer. Do I? <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, I was always good at math and science and, you know, growing up, yeah. I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. And I was just going to go to school and declared. And my dad said, well, why don't you just try engineering? You know, if you you're good at math and science, if you hate it, you switch out. Right. So I thought, well, that makes sense to me. I might as well just do that. Um, I, I had the plan of switching out after the first semester, maybe the second one after I figured out, you know, what I wanted to do, but I never switched. I, <laughs> I graduated wow. as an engineer and it worked out great. Wow. So, so you graduate from mechanical engineering and what happened next? You were in Oklahoma, you got a good job in Oklahoma and you settled down. <laughs> yeah, well, kind of. So I, I got an internship with a oil and gas company down in Houston. And so okay. once I, um, I formally accepted their offer to work full time for them and I moved down to Houston for that, which that was even scarier. Cause I thought, at that time, I thought I'm going to move back to Colorado and be closer to home. So the fact right. that I was, you know, moving even further from my family kind of terrified me. Um, you know, I actually worried myself sick for two days about it, thinking I'm making the worst mistake of my life. Um, but moving I decided, right? Yeah, and I'd only wow. heard terrible things about Houston. You know, right. like oh, it's so hot, it's terrible. There's so much traffic and the humidity. So I wasn't even excited about the actual city. Yeah. Um, but so I worried myself sick for two days and then I sat there and I was like, actually, there's no point of worrying myself. The worst case scenario is you go down there, you work for a year or two, you quit, you move back to Colorado. So once I told myself that I was like, that's really not that bad. Um, I can do that. So I accepted the job and I said, you know what? God will handle this. He's got it figured out. Um, I don't know what's going to happen, but it'll be fine. Um, and little did I know, four months before I moved to Houston, my parents got transferred to Houston. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Then one of my best friends moved to Houston for a job as well. And all of a sudden, I was like, I could have never planned this myself. Um, wow. Honestly, like God just set it all up. And I would have never been able to even try and orchestrate that. So that was a true testament to, you know what, just jump into the scary thing, just do it and it'll work out somehow. I don't know how it will, but it will. <laughs> there's a, there's a, <clears throat> a force, a power much greater than, than us in charge of all that. Right. Right. That's yeah. awesome. So, so here you are in Houston, then magically within months, everybody in your life is kind of appearing in Houston. Mm -hmm. That's kind of cool. And, yeah. and, and you start as a mechanical engineer, is that, so you use your degree, um, right. which is, which is not, uh, that doesn't happen all the time, right? <laughs> like that, right. That, that doesn't yeah. happen all the time. So here you are now, you're a mechanical engineer in Houston, Texas. And, and how's that going at that so point? The first few years, I absolutely loved it. I was learning a lot. I, you know, my family was around. I had friends around. Um, I really enjoyed my job. Um, I had had a plan that eventually I wanted to start my own business, but I thought like you needed to be like 35 until you could do that. Yeah. Um, that was just a thought I had, like, you need to be older, you need to be wiser, more experienced. You need to have, you know, all this, you know, 
experience under your belt. So, you know, that was kind of like a long thought away. So I was just focusing on corporate. Um, so after about four years in corporate, I got switched through a couple different positions. Um, eventually, there's layoffs happening. So mm-hmm. we had gone through three layoffs uh, because oil took a downturn. You know, they weren't making any more money. They were like hemorrhaging money and going, you know, bankrupt oil and gas right. companies everywhere. So through these three layoffs over the course of a year and a half, I kind of started getting like the nudge, like maybe this is the time to exit and start my business. But that was terrifying to me because I had no idea what business to start. I had no idea what I would do. Um, but I thought, you know, I have a severance package. So, you know, it would give me some time to really kind of figure things out, figure my life out. Right. So for the fourth round, um, and like the other part that helped make this decision, I probably would have never been able to make that decision on my own, but I got paired up in a work situation that just wasn't healthy. Um, my boss at the time for, you know, was, I don't, I don't really know what happened. You know, you can never really know what situations, but for some reason he took a disliking to me. Um, wow. Yeah. So every day, you know, my mindset, my positivity, my optimism, it was just completely at a different place. I turned into a complainer. I hated going to work. I no longer enjoyed my job. So now that I no longer enjoyed my job and, you know, and I had great work situations and bosses before that. So I loved my job. Um, but as soon as I got that new working position, I thought like, I need to get out of here. Um, and so that helped make the push a little bit, you know, less scary to right. raise my hand and get laid off, but still scary. I mean, you're stepping into unknown waters. Right. So got laid off the fourth round and it was still shocking. Even though I knew it was going to happen, I was still shocked. Um, there's just no way to really explain it. Um, so I got laid off. It had eight months of savings. They all dwindled away. I had no more money. I had to go back to work because I still hadn't figured out what to do with my life. <laughs> so oh, so was, you, took, you took eight months off? Yeah. So I, mean, were, I had were you seven, looking for a job or were you? No, I was not looking for a job at all. I hadn't even updated my resume. I took, Well, I traveled for two months to Asia because I thought this is the one time in my life I could do it. I had, you know, I was really just looking for inspiration. I was looking for a plan. I was investing in courses to try and help me get an idea. I just, I honestly didn't know. And how old were you at this point? 28. So you can imagine that my boyfriend at the time and my dad were very concerned. Uh, They're like, (laughs) hey, why are you not updating your resume? And why are you not looking for jobs? Um, you know, there's a lot of external pressure going on. Of, you know, are uh, you turning into a bum? <laughs> so right, right, and and so I, I think, you know, I, I I sometimes I like to look at the you know the things that happen in our past to see how they kind of lay the groundwork or the foundation for what's going to happen in the future, right? And so here here you were um, as a kid your whole childhood pretty much it sounds like like you're bouncing literally around the entire planet like you're just yeah. moving all over the world right do you right. think that that had any bearing on your um you know you're just like i don't know it'll work out like kind of attitude yeah absolutely i've reflected on that and thought wow all that moving forced me into uncomfortable situations You know, I didn't really have a choice and I honestly thought it was normal. I didn't know that other families in the world didn't live like that. So I got so used to being uncomfortable that I became normal um, where I'm just like, this is what's going to happen and this is what we're doing and I'm going to make the best of the situation. So it kind of laid the groundwork. You know what? That's awesome though. That's, that's a, um, it's a blessing in disguise kind of, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't know if I would have been able to take the jump and take the leap because so many people thought I was crazy. I'm like legitimately crazy. They're like, you're leaving a soft, cushy job, you know, six figures plus, and you're going to do what you have no plan. Like I could see it in their eyes. They're like, you are literally crazy. And I'm like, you know what? I have to do this. Like I have to. (laughs) Wow. And, and you went to Asia, like what part of Asia, where'd you go? 
Um, I had a friend who got laid off as well. So we just traveled through Asia. We went through Japan, Vietnam, um, Cambodia, Thailand, Bali. Uh, we just kind of hopped around everywhere. Wow. And yeah. your boyfriend wasn't with you at the time? The boy, you said you're, you had a no, boyfriend? No, we had right? just started dating. So okay. he like legit thought I was crazy, but didn't want to say it really, you know? Um <laughs> He, he told me this later, of course, right? Yeah. He's like, I don't know about this girl. I don't know if I see a, you know, a future with her kind of right. thing. Because right. who does this? Um, and I knew that was probably, and I thought, you know, this trip will determine whether we should continue dating or not. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Wow. So 28 years old, you're, you're now using up all your savings, traveling around, not, not really caring about whether you have a job <laughs> or not. It, yeah. That, that's cool. I mean, and to me, went, it makes perfect sense. And it went against everything that I'd been taught. I mean, I had been yeah. taught you need to be saving in your Roth 401k. You need to have six month savings. You should right. not spend, you know, spend money on silly things. You need to be thinking about your retirement and your future. And, you know, I was doing none of that. I yeah. was doing the complete opposite. Yeah. Wow. So, um, so you came back from your, your, um, Asian travels, <laughs> right. Or Asia yeah. travels. And, and so what happened next? You eventually you, I would assume you, you started running out of money. Yeah. So, I mean, I was reading books about business. I was Googling, I was YouTubing, I was doing webinars. I was reading blogs. I was trying to do everything that I could to figure out how to start a business. Um, and then, yeah, eight months later, I'm basically out of money. And my dad called me up and he said, Hey, I got you an interview with a job or with a company. And I was like, wait, what? I'm not ready. I still have like a month of savings left. And he was <laughs> like, no, you need to go to this. So update your resume. And, you know, I knew he was worried. He, I think he, in the back of his mind, he thought, does she think that I'm going to pay her rent? Because that's not going to happen, you know? Right. Um, so he's like being proactive and trying to help me out, you know, as a good dad should. It was yeah. great that, you know, he was looking out for me. So I went to the interview, I got the job, and then I was back in corporate again, which wow. was probably good. I still didn't know what I was doing, and I, I only had a month left of savings. And you were, you were, tw you were 28, right? So I think, yep. I was, when I got the job, I was just turning 29 then. Okay. So you got, and it was, was it back in the oil and gas industry again? Yeah. This time okay. not engineering. Cause I didn't want it to suck up all my time. Um, it's just a lot of intense work, you know, doing engineering. Yeah. So I went into sales instead. Um, so as, um, a service company where we were bidding for work and doing more sales type work. Okay. <laughs> so, um, how did that go? My plan was I would start my business on the side and because it wasn't as intense as engineering and that didn't happen. I was still just as exhausted and tired after learning a new job, getting to know new people, new processes that I did not do anything for my business. And I still had no idea what it, well, at that time I started getting an idea, like starting a business is hard. You know, I need some help. I wish there was something that could help me because I've spent months and months on end getting nowhere. Um, right. So I had this idea, like I would love to help people with their businesses and starting them because it's so overwhelming and there's so much information out there. Um, so that's where that kind of started to come into play. But I was too scared to do that because I was like, I'm not qualified to help people with starting their businesses. So I went into, I started doing digital marketing instead. So I was helping people with their Pinterest strategies on marketing themselves on Pinterest. So so okay and this is while you're still doing the the sales job so this is about five months into the sales job i got this and, idea and i'm like and okay you, i'm gonna do and you Sorry. but you kept your full-time job right but at month okay. six i got laid off again <laughs> so this time i didn't know it and that was you know different from the previous layoff that one i was kind of really shocked and like, wait, why is this happening? And that one was more, you know, I wasn't ready for it. I didn't have how, savings in place. 
How do they do that? Do you like show up to work one morning and they go, hey, let's chat? My first layoff, they gave us three months advance notice and I knew I was going to get laid off. Um, for the second company, yeah, I just showed up to work and they said, hey, are you going to be at work tomorrow morning? And I was like, well, yeah, I don't know why I wouldn't be. Um, so I knew something was up and then I got there and, you know, as soon as I got there, HR came by and they're like, hey, so the company's not doing well. We got to let you go. I was like, well, I wasn't ready for this one. <laughs> well, that, that makes sense. Let your salespeople go if the company's not doing well. Yeah, it was kind of a weird thought. Yeah. That's, that's like most companies start cutting back on marketing when things are down. Yeah. But instead, yeah. they started letting their salespeople go. So they had just that's let like, everyone. Like cut, cutting off your oxygen when you can't breathe. Yeah. It was <laughs> okay. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. So, so you were, you were laid off that day. HR came by. I mean, did you have to leave right then? Like they came by, Hey, uh, pack yeah, it up like, and get out of here. They let you, they come with you to your desk. They're like, grab your personal belongings. And then they walk you to the exit, take your badge, anything that was there. So like the computer. Um, oh my God. Yeah. Wow. So it's just kind of like, well, so I got out of, you know, I left, I was in the parking garage and then I called my boyfriend. I was like, well, I got laid off again. And wow. he was like, what? I'm like, yeah, um, I don't know. <laughs> is it, it now, is this the same boyfriend? The same, same boyfriend. Yeah. That was that wondering if you were a nut job. <laughs> yes. So he's like thinking at this time, does she know how to keep a job? You know, like, <laughs> right. why does she keep getting laid off? You know, this is weird. Oh, my gosh. So yeah. <laughs> I'll bet he's like on. I, I don't know about this chick now. Like, Yeah, he probably has some serious <laughs> doubts about me. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, so, um, so here you are in the parking garage on the phone with your um boyfriend and he's you know you're obviously you're probably not feeling super wonderful about life in that moment like i i can't imagine um and what happened next called my dad and i was like well you know the company let me go and he was just as shocked as i was um and he got I, you the job or the interview right yeah so it's he really got his fault <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> no i never saw it that way i mean my dad I know, I'm teasing. yeah um so, so i went to my parents house because i didn't want to be alone at that point went to my yeah. parents house i was like well at least i can just hang out with my mom you know and just you know i don't really want to talk about it but i'll hang out with her and just kind of sit there and maybe we can make some cookies or something right. um i can develop my new next life plan but um, so after two days of moping and kind of being like, you know, poor me and, you know, why did this happen to me kind of thing? Um, I was like, Ashley, snap out of it. Like, let's go. This is what you wanted. This is the push you needed because you wouldn't have left that job. Like start your business. You just got your idea a month ago. Like, let's start doing this Pinterest marketing. Let's go. So then I just went full on out Pinterest marketing, starting, you know, doing my business then. Um, I made $300 that first month. So, which isn't a lot, but to me, that was like, okay, there's the potential, there's a possibility, like I can do this. And that first, that first sale of $300 was, you know, the motivation to like, okay, this can go somewhere. I can, I'm capable of doing this. Proof of concept. Yeah, exactly. And and an engineering thing, right? <laughs> like, yeah, nothing to do with engineering. <laughs> no, I know. So so you made three hundred bucks your first month, and mm -hmm. um, I'm sure everybody around you was really excited. Like that's like wow, Ashley is killing it now. <laughs> no, so like I was excited about the three hundred dollars. I was like, right. oh my gosh, I made three hundred dollars. Everyone else was like, so. Um, how much is your rent? <laughs> That's besides the point, guys. Okay. Stop right. putting me down. I made three hundred dollars. And they're like, I know. all right, well, you know, right. you know that and they would like state the obvious, like, well, you know, it costs a lot more. You need to make a lot more money than that to pay your rent and bills and stuff. Right. And I'm like, right. all right, negative Nancy, thanks a right. lot. Um, I know that. 
<laughs> you said negative yeah. Nancy. So, yeah. so, um, okay. So you made 300 bucks your first month. What happened the next month? So I was hustling my butt off. You know, I made, I think $1,200 that following month, which wow. I was like, okay, you know, I, I made a thousand dollars, still not enough for rent. Cause my rent was 1500 at the time. Yeah. Um, but you know, I had a, I had two months of savings, so this really helped. Um, yeah. then I went into December and, you know, I can't remember exactly how much I made, but it wasn't, a, I think it was like a little, it was 900, I think, cause I was selling my, my packages for $300 each. Um, and you know, it was Christmas and, you know, it's just kind of like stressful because everyone's like, well, what are you going to do for a job? You know, what happened when you got laid off again? Why did that happen? And what are you going to do now? And I was just kind of like keeping it a secret that I was doing my business because I didn't want, I didn't want to answer people's questions and I didn't want to feel like, you know, judgment, I guess, because I was really just kind of freshly wounded from the layoff, you know, and I was kind of just, you know, I was just like really, what's it called? Not strong. I was just kind of weak at that point, you know, mentally, emotionally, Um, I kept it a secret that I was doing my business and really only my parents and my boyfriend knew. And then a couple of friends. Um, Wow. So that's kind of how I operated for a few months. Did you have to tell the landlord? (laughs) Like, Hey, uh, (laughs) yeah, I didn't tell him. (laughs) But so, and I want to talk about this because I, I, you know, I've been an entrepreneur since I was, I don't know in my late teens. And, and, you know, I think that it's very, very common for people around us when we have an idea that doesn't fit their, their mold of what life should be. Um, the whole get a job, use your college degree, get a job, get a 401k, get married, have kids, settle down, blah, blah, blah. Like that's, you're not doing all of what everybody thinks you should be doing. You're doing what you think you should be doing, right? And so the pushback, let's talk about the pushback a little bit. And this isn't to throw mom and dad or anybody else under the bus. It's it's to to bring a light to how you confront that and and deal with it. Yeah, um, I mean, I think I was pretty blessed and actually my parents, were fully supportive, uh, mm-hmm. especially after the second layoff. They're like, yeah, we know you can do this. You need to do whatever you want to do. I mean, they told me you're smart enough to do this. You're driven enough to do this. You know, they were really actually good pumper uppers and cheerleaders is what, wow. you know, really is how I see it. Um, so That's I awesome. really feel blessed that I had that. Um, because without that, it would have been a lot more difficult to really navigate everything. Um, you know, and I asked my parents, like, hey, if I completely fail at all of this, can I potentially move back home into your house? Like, is that okay? Is that an option? Um, and my mom, of course, is like, oh, my gosh, would be the best thing ever. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, We can make cookies all day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, I had planned my worst case scenario for my failure, um, just so I could ease my mind of these fears, just so I could tell myself like everything will be okay. Like stop worrying so much. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, um, month, I don't know, three, four, how were things, were, were things starting to, to take off for you? Were they staying around the same? Yeah. So month four, I got a job offer, um, you know, six figure job offer. And that I was like, am I, I was like, I got to turn this down. I, I saw how this went with my last job. I could not handle starting a business and working a job. So I was like, I have to tell, I have to say no. Um, but I didn't tell anyone because I didn't want anyone to say, convince me out of it. Cause I knew I was still fragile, that fragile state of mind. And I decided you know, I, I'm just going to say no and not tell anybody until, you know, two weeks later. So no one can convince me out of it. Um, wow. Myself. <laughs> so, so you turned down a six figure job in month four of owning your business. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that was scary. I'm like, am I really screwing up here? Am I really screwing up? Um, actually, I had gotten two job offers because another friend, he had offered me a job as well. I totally forgot about that one. And he was like, oh, yeah, it'll easily be six figures. Like, you know, and they were looking to hire. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I literally have two job offers for six figures. Like, am I making the worst decision of my life by saying no to both of these? Um, that was scary. So I, I would call this chapter, um, enter the distractions, <laughs> like, yeah. right. Or yeah. temptation. And, and I get that. Like, I totally get that. Mm -hmm. So you said no, which is, man, that's like huge. That is huge to say no to, cause you know, a lot of people watching this probably a lot have never even made six figures, let alone turn down a job for, with six figures in it. Right. So here yeah. you are month four, you're, you're making 1200 bucks a month or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can't even pay your rent. Wow. Fully. <laughs> I know my savings are like nothing. I'm like, I could really use this money from the six figure job. Okay, well, like, I'm with your boyfriend. You're crazy at this point. I'm just kidding. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'm totally kidding. I can relate. I can totally yeah. relate to it, right? And I think a lot of people can. So, so you said no to two six-figure jobs, which is unbelievable, and said, nope, I'm just going to keep hustling and grinding here. We're going to make this happen. What happened after that? Um, yeah, so I just, I knew I was going to make this work and I just needed all my time to dedicate to it. Um, so it was month six that things just took off. Um, oh, and before that I had also told myself, you know what, Ashley, worst case scenario, you, you, you sell your car and I could get like $10,000 for it. And I was like, $10,000 will last me, you know, maybe six months of rent and bills. Like that'll be great. That's like who needs time. a car? Anyway. Yeah, I don't need a car. I'll Uber. I mean, you know, I live downtown. Oh I can Uber everywhere. I had a Ashley, I love this. You're going all freaking in. I love this. Yeah, That's like my mindset. Magic happens. I could not go back to to corporate. I just knew, like, I have to make this work. I will do anything to make this work. I will sell my car. I will sell my belongings. I'll move back home with my parents. You know, if my boyfriend needs to break up with me because he thinks you know, I'm going nowhere, then, you know, then he wasn't Bye, right for me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but he stuck it through. I stuck everything through. And month wow. six is when I hit my first five figure month. It literally blew up from $2,000 the previous month to $15,000 the next month. Wow. And blew my mind. I was just like, I did not believe things could happen that fast at all. Like I was wow. just, hoping and praying for a $5,000 month, you right. know, I was like, I will right. be fully happy with 5,000, even 4,000, 4,000. Right. I can fully cover my rent and bills. Um, but it all of a sudden blew up to 15,000. And I was like, this is insane. I did not plan for this. Um, but wow. you know, again, it's kind of like a God thing. I just put my trust that it'll all work out. I didn't know how it would work out, but it did. And wow. thank goodness. I said no to the six figure jobs, you know, and just kept going. That's so awesome. Cause you would have never known no. and you would have always wondered. Yeah. Yeah. You would have always and I, wondered. And I would have had that regret for sure for years. Like what could have been what, you know, I, I didn't fully fail like all the way to the bottom. So like, what if I could have gone big? And so right. I would have completely regretted going back to, you know, a job. So you were, um, so here you are in month six, right? Is when it, it took, Yeah. you brought in $15,000, which is probably more than you were making if you would have had a six figure job. Yeah, like, definitely. I'm, I mean, I'm that thinking. was more than my six figure job, like monthly. Yeah. yeah. So, so here you are now bringing in crazy money. And the people that thought you were crazy may have thought, oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, we didn't <laughs> think this was actually going to happen. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, 
Some, and I mean, then your boy was probably like, hey, you want to get married? <laughs> yeah, he's like, thank goodness. All right. She's actually, you know, worth yeah. it. You know, <laughs> she's not. Yeah, right. He told me this later. He thought that maybe I was thinking that he could just start paying for my rent and he could just start taking over and just uh, kind of like take advantage of the situation. I was like, right. oh, my gosh, I can't believe you thought that. Like, I'm so sorry that I even gave that impression. Like, right. no, like definitely I never expected anyone to cover my rent or my bills, you know, at all. Um, wow. I would have moved home at that point. You're like I was going to sell my car. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Let's, let's be yeah. Clear <laughs> so, exactly. so you, you have, um, we're getting some really, really good feedback here, by the way. So, so you have at this point, you're six months in things are starting to take off. Now, I want you to be honest with me. Has it been rainbows and unicorns since that day? Oh, no. I mean, of course, there's been ups and downs. Oh, I mean, I yeah. remember one month where, you know, I had a family member um, pass away. And then I had all of a sudden we had to move really quickly from our from our apartment because the homeowners were coming back. And then I also had a retreat and there was another week. So I was literally gone the entire month mm. and that really stressed me. I was like, Oh my gosh, like, how am I going to run my business? You know, I do all the organic marketing, you know, but, and so that was a stressful month. Oh, I know I had a mission trip. So I, knew, I was in Africa, literally no Wi-Fi. Um, wow. So I didn't even touch my business. So a whole month, I mean, that was really stressful for me. Um, God blessed me in many ways. And I ended up making, you know, five figures still. Um, that and that's month? because I had some systems. Mm -hmm. wow. Yeah. I still had systems in place to mm -hmm. make sure that happened. But like, of course, your mind goes worst case scenario. I have to, I had to like train my mind to really not freak out and be like, look, everything's gonna be fine. Everything always has been fine. Like, even when it feels like, you know, the worst is happening, I'm gonna have to sell my car, or, like, go back and live home with my parents. Yeah, it all turns out okay, like everything will. So I just had to like train my mind and like, of course, my mind will go to worst case scenario. You know, yeah. I think that's human nature, that we tend to do that. So not always rainbow and butterflies. Um, yeah. But there's a yeah. lot more rainbows and butterflies than there is down moments, you know. So, and I want to, you know, I kind of want to talk about, and I'm, I'm not really shifting gears, but I, I kind of want to talk about, you were a mechanical engineer. You are a mechanical engineer and, right. or that's your degree. Well, that makes you a mechanical engineer. So, so you, it makes all the sense in the world that as a mechanical engineer, you should get into internet marketing. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> Right. So, so right. I want to talk about that because I, I think that, I mean, obviously starting out, it wasn't like you had this, this aha revelation moment of, I created something brand new that nobody's ever heard before. Um, and, and I'm going to like, this is the new iPhone, you know, like it, it, it was something that you learned through courses and a lot of other things, right? And then you compiled all that data and and made something absolutely phenomenal. By the way, I am a member of your course, and and thank you, Brian Hess, who Brian was on here. I don't know if he still is, but holy crap, it's an unbelievable thing that you've done. But the <clears throat> so so you you went into this internet marketing realm, which is unbelievable. <laughs> like it really is. I, I say that because I've been in internet marketing for a long time. So like to go from mechanical engineering to that is, is a pretty extreme leap. Yeah. And I definitely had some huge mindset blocks about it. I thought, who's going to hire me? I'm a engineer. I am not a coach. I'm not trained in this. You know, right. I'm not a marketer. I took two English classes and high school and one English class in college, like right. zero marketing. Um, so I had some huge like reservations about that. And, but what I did know is that I can learn anything. Um, and that's 
I told myself, you know what, Ashley, you got an engineering degree and you're not exactly like, I was never the smartest engineer. I had to study a lot more than other engineers. Um, you know, I struggled through a lot of the classes, but I graduated with a 3.6 GPA. And I was like, Ashley, that's huge. Like that you were able to get a great GPA and engineering degree. That means you can literally do anything. So I had it. And my dad was saying this to me as well. So it's really helpful for him to say this to me. Like, look, Ashley, you're capable of anything. Learn digital marketing, learn marketing. Like you can do anything you want. So that's the mindset I took. I was like, I will do whatever it takes. I will learn whatever I need to learn to make this happen because I love working with people. I love coaching people. I love helping people. Um, So let me, like that's that's really my thing is like you can learn anything i just i just tagged my buddy ray higdon on here um hopefully ray sees this because i want to i want to bring up something that you mentioned to me before um have you ever heard of him by the way yeah so i mean most recently and like within the last few months is when i heard of him yeah so Ray Ray's got an interesting story. Sim, not not exactly similar. Actually, he was he was in foreclosure or in foreclosure and all kinds of issues. But um, he does a lot of internet marketing stuff too. But like you you uh, you're like see. I think most people are sitting around waiting to have the big idea, the new invention, the new right or or whatever before they go i'm just going to take action and here you are you're going i'm a mechanical engineer of course i can do internet marketing like (laughs) what we do yeah right right but but like you had all these words of encouragement coming from other people too and that is huge as well and i'm sure that the ones that weren't encouraging you you didn't hang out with i would imagine Right. And that was, a, honestly, it was a really difficult time in my life to really figure out who do I want to surround myself with? Who do I kind of have to let go, yeah. you know, and just put some more distance and some more space in between? And who do I need to like really seek support from? Um, right. My dad right. and my mom were huge supporters. My boyfriend became a huge supporter. Um, I had several friends that were huge supporters and I made new connections with people. Um, in the in the online business world that you know we could kind of share our struggles with um just to know that i wasn't alone right right so month i don't even know what month we were in seven eight nine whatever um I, i i don't know even know how long you've been doing it now actually how long have you been doing it i always count it as like officially since like i got laid off so that was October 2017. So I've wow. been officially two years and two months. Yeah. Wow. And um, are you still like thinking you need a job? No, I will never go back. I actually had another friend give me a job offer last month. He was oh like, my hey, how's that online business stuff going? Do you want a job? And I was like, I make more in my online business than I would at your job and he's like well it's gonna be six figures i'm like yeah i'm good um i'm really good no worries but thank you i really appreciate it um right. and i was like and i can work from anywhere i can work from north dakota where my parents are i can work you know over in asia if i take a trip like i can i was like i can't give up this you know no <laughs> freedom anymore no, no. So it's, let's talk a little bit about what you developed because it's very, very, that, that AirPod doesn't want to stay in, does it? Mm-hmm. It keeps falling. <laughs> yeah. The, um, it's very, what you've done is actually incredibly unique. Um, you know, there's, I've, I've met a lot of, um, content aggregators that'll take other people's content and things and they'll put their spin on it and they aggregate all this together. Right. And you've taken things to a completely different level. Like it's insane. So let's talk a little bit about what you're doing, what you've done, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it really stemmed from me coming from the engineering background and having no idea how to market. So I had no idea how to market myself, what to say, what to post on social media, Um, I was just kind of, you know, looking for inspiration. I'd get overwhelmed and stressed and, 
nothing would get posted. My consistency was zero. Uh, well, not zero. I would like post a couple times and then nothing. And you know, yeah. that's not your business. Like, well, you can't have a business, <laughs> a profitable business. If you're not doing that, you have to be consistent and you also have to be creating content that actually develops the relationship with your audience and, yeah. you know, positions you as an authority as someone to help them. So right. this was a huge thing I struggled with, which is why I created my course. And it literally lays out, you know, over 200 content ideas of what to, you know, put out every single day. And then on top of that, I also gave templates because sometimes people are still overwhelmed, even with the content prompts and ideas. Um, yeah. so they'll be like, well, I don't know exactly how to write or what I should write. Or, you know, so I gave like literally templates of fill in the blank of your business so that right. literally anyone can take this even if you're day one of being an entrepreneur or you're day you know 1000 it's applicable to any anyone at any stage of the game so and i made sure that i had the different types of content so there's the sales types of content there's the engagement content there's the getting to know you content um, you know, there's motivational content, there's all the examples and it's laid out there so that literally anyone can pick it up, fill it out in a few minutes and post it so that they can have consistent marketing every single day. Because <clears throat> I think that, and I saw Ray Higdon hopped on. I don't know if he's still on here. Hi, Ray, if you are. Um, but the, you know, uh, I think that that's one of the things that, that, people who are trying to market themselves online that or market themselves let's just say that online obviously if you're not marketing online today you're not marketing but like you know the people that are they 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 run out of ideas they may have three ideas last month and and then they're like i don't know what else to, i told my story already i what else do i post Right. Right. Yeah. I talked about my cat. Yeah. <laughs> right? It doesn't even help me in my business to talk about my cat. Right. I don't know. <laughs> Everybody loved the picture of my cat, but like, you know, I talk about my business and they all hate me and unfriend me. Like, so th those, but those are real struggles. Those are real issues that people face. And, mm -hmm. and what you've done is put together a, a system that is, 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 it's unbelievable. Like it really is. It's, it's incredible. Thank you. Yeah. It's, I wanted to make it super simple, a day by day, step by step plan so that you can just pick it up and go and have effective content. That's not boring. It's unique. It's helping position you growing that no like trust factor. Yeah. It, it's doing all of it. You just pick it and go. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. So, um, and then you've created content calendars like every single day of the entire flipping year, the entire year. Like yeah. I have it, like it's, there's it's in an Excel or a Google sheets document and you click on the month, you look at the day and it's like, Hey, today talk about this or post about this or what I'm like, good Lord. So, which is really, really cool because people don't even amazing successful business owners still struggle with that right yeah coming up and with ideas exactly so seven figure business owners they've got like idea teams to help them with this and they're curating yeah. content and they have you know people they've hired to like do all this so yeah. i went around and pulled all the best content and stuff that i knew got good engagement that was good, you know, that wasn't just fluff content. I call it fluff content when people are just putting out there, you know, stuff that doesn't help them in their business and it's not helping them, you know, make more sales. That's the fluff stuff. So I got the real marketing content that'll help them make more sales. And I put that all together in one big calendar. Wow. And, and, was there something that happened that gave you this idea to put all of this together in one big package like you have? And, and, and I know what I'm, I, so people that don't know what you've put together don't know what I'm really talking about. Um, I have it. So I know like, holy crap, it's unbelievable. Like the Trello boards, 
like and if you guys don't know what trello is it's just a really cool way to lay out ideas right kind of right. um it organizes everything it's yeah organizational system and i have trello my wife and i use it but but the um the stuff you've put together is cra it's crazy like i mean it's a lot of content like people don't realize there i mean you said 200 idea uh, or post ideas or what there's way more than that yeah yeah so i i continue to add on to it so i've kind of lost track um i just continue to put more information there that way you know I, I just want it to be as helpful as possible, to be honest. So I keep adding to it and keep, you know, making it better. Um, and then, yeah, there's over a hundred templates. So really, I guess in total, that's almost 300 um, definite ones. Yeah, Plus, yeah but you can take those 300 and, and go in multiple different directions with all right. of them, right? So right. it's it's kind of almost an infinite amount of ideas that you could gather from from what you put together yeah honestly yeah. no one should ever run out of content with this there's, there's no, way. no way there's absolutely no way that you can run out of ideas and content and what you should be putting out there with this. no way i agree totally agree so what was it that that made you like just was there like this moment where you're like this is it this is what i'm putting together like this this is and i'm gonna sell it what, yeah. what was that i mean first all my clients everyone that i work with probably 95 percent of them have a hard time marketing like what should i say what's unique you know that was the common pain point that okay. just kept getting repeated to me then I was going through my own launch and I had put together a whole launch calendar and I put together, you know, all the different content and posts. And that's right. what I was giving to my clients, you know, so and so many of them had said this is so helpful. You know, this really takes like the stress and overwhelm out of, you know, posting every day for a month. So what I did was expand that to, you know, an entire year. So it's not just launching. It's also just marketing in general. So that's kind of how it started and then turned wow. into what it is now. Wow. Wow. And, and it's obviously it's evolving into mm -hmm. other things for you. Um, being on my, my show. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. well, I honestly, like I, I, if it weren't for what you put together, because look, I love creativity. I'm, I, I just love creativity and what you've done is very incredibly creative. It's very creative. So um, I, I want everyone here, number one, I want everybody should be following Ashley for sure. Um, I don't know if you want them to send you a friend request or if there's a Facebook page or. Um, yeah, send me a friend request, Ashley Weaver, and send me a little a message to say hi for sure. Yeah. Um, and you know, you also have a business page, obviously. So right. what, which is yeah. what, um, it's Ashley Weaver as well. So you can type in Ashley Weaver, okay. go to pages and I'm right there. I'm okay. the only okay. one. I think. Yeah. So you, um, I, you also have a, um, do you have some sort of a promo thing that you want to, uh, is it the same thing that I got? Yeah. Yeah, so if anybody wants to check out the content planner or you're needing help with your marketing and you're just, you know, really struggling with it, um, I've got a bit.ly link. So if you want to go to bit.ly slash powerhouse content planner. I so. just I just put the link in. Um, I'll throw it up here on the screen. I just put the link in there i'm trying to get it in the in the main um feed for my my regular page there we go there it is so there's the link to the um to the planner i'm telling you like first off the reason i know about it is brian hess hit me up and he goes, dude, you know how we've talked about sometimes it's tough coming up with content ideas to put out. And I'm like, 
Yeah, it can be, especially when you're trying to run every other aspect of your business. And that's what I do. Like, that's what I do. And, and like, he's like, dude, I found this chicks course. You're not even going to believe. Can I talk about how cheap it is? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Like most of you spent more at Starbucks last month than what this thing costs. It's like, what is it? 50, how much? It's $37 for the content planner. How much? 37. Thirty. Yeah. That's all I spent. Yeah, that is all you spent for, like thousands of hours saved and all the stress and overwhelm. So thirty-seven dollars. I thought it was fifty something. So yeah, you can add on the launch planner and the selling content. So if you add that on, then yeah, it's like almost fifty dollars. Almost fifty bucks. Yeah. So There's it's just a complete no-brainer. I made it so that. Literally anyone can afford it. It's super accessible and incredibly helpful. It's honestly worth like about eight hundred, nine hundred dollars. And I just right. <laughs> it's worth more. And yeah. and I'm telling you guys, I'm I I'm not like I'm not joking. I don't wanna I don't wanna go um I don't want to share it so everybody can just see it and copy it from the video here. But I, I'm telling you, it's insane what's included in this. It's insane. And and a question, I don't know if you know the answer to this, because I know you have the Trello boards in there. Do you have to have, do you have to pay Trello? Do I, Like if I don't have Trello, can I still view the Trello boards and use them? Yeah, Trello is actually completely free. So okay. anyone can sign up for an account and access it. You just copy the Trello board over to your account. That's it. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. So make sure that you go over to bit.ly forward slash powerhouse content planner. I'm serious. Like it's going to be the best $37 you've ever spent. Like it's insane what you get for it. And, and I said, I tell everybody what I said to you the very first time I talked to you, tell them, go ahead about the price. You, said you should be charging thousands for this. I can't believe you're basically giving it away. Um, and then you told me how Grant Cardone said that he should, he would tell me the same thing, like increase your prices that you're crazy for selling it so low. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. That's like almost as crazy as traveling Asia on your life savings. <laughs> I'm yeah, kidding. Yeah. I just do no, it, I just it, yeah. It's incredible. Cool. I mean, my wife is on here. My wife is well, you met Jill. She's a she's a marketer to the core. And she's like she's she was blown away by it too. Jason Randall, what's going on? He says, what did you say was included in the extra package? What is that again? Repeat that. So that's a launch content. So it gives you the whole plan from A to Z of how to launch your actual program. There you so go. if you want to really take off in one month, get the launch planner. The content yeah. planner will help you market everything else. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So I think that um, you guys look for 37 bucks. <laughs> that's crazy yeah uh, so, let's help this poor woman out that's uh, she probably can't pay her rent still selling it for 37 dang dollars so you know um, I'm kidding I know you can pay your rent <laughs> yeah I, I can more than pay for it yeah for I sure know, I know <laughs> well I, I know that you've signed up thousands of people and I think that that's amazing what you've done and, and, and the people that do get it when they log in they're going to go holy moly all of the the content's insane. So Ashley, you're awesome. And I, I mean, you know, maybe in 10 years, we'll, we'll have you back on the show just to see which Island you bought. Cause I, yeah. I have a feeling there's some really cool stuff coming for you. So we'll sign that up for next year. We'll do 2021. You can see what islands I bought. There you go. I love that. <laughs> I love it. Love that. Is there anything else you'd like to tell everyone or, or, about um, about like how to how to overcome the ups and downs honestly you just have to put it like decide what you're gonna do and just stick with it that's really what you have to do and take out all the naysayers don't listen to them 
you know, surround yourself only with the positive people who are going to encourage you, even if it's just to say, hey, don't worry, like, it's just one day, you can do this. Um, surround yourself with good people, pick a goal and just stick to it, even when it seems like maybe it's impossible to do. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Well, I want to thank you. I appreciate you coming on the show and sharing everything with uh, your story. And it, it's incredible how you were laid off twice and, and you said, I'm not, I'm never going back to corporate again. I'm doing something about this. And you have. Yeah. And I really am living my dream life here. <laughs> That's so awesome. That's so yeah. awesome. Everybody, make sure you follow Ashley, follow her fan page, her her business page, and her uh, send her a friend request on Facebook. And 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 most importantly, I pinned the link to the Bitly. Go over to the the link and and get get her content planner. It's it's ridiculous, I promise you. So, Ashley, thank you so much for being on. Thanks for having me, for sure. You're welcome. Thank you so much. And you guys have an awesome day. Have an amazing weekend. I don't know if I have any shows scheduled for next week. So if I don't see you guys, have a very, very Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everyone.